Is going to a doctor a lack of faith? Considering that God has come and given us things like the gift of healing and that God comes and has miraculously healed both in the Bible and even today, people, what does that mean in relation to us visiting a doctor or even taking medicine? And what about this word that you may have heard about pharmakia? How do we explain that? Is that representing all medicine today? Today, I'm here with my wife, Christina, and we're going to be taking a look at this topic. We're excited to dive in with you all. I think I want to just start off by just breaking down definitions to its bare bones for a moment. And so we can have a place to kind of take off from. Um, I think that fundamentally, this question, firstly, is a question of what is the difference really between physical and spiritual treatments. Okay, when we talk about a physical treatment, right, very classically, you can think about that as like going to a doctor who bandages bandages you up, who if you broke a leg or you, you hurt yourself and our bodies have the ability to heal itself, right? Like if you even cut yourself, you wait a few days and that cuts disappears. God has created and that's I mean, that's pretty miraculous if you actually think about it. And, and we can't even replicate this really, you know, as people we build machines, but they can't heal themselves the way that we can, because this in of itself is what God has designed our bodies to be able to do. And that's amazing. But now when we think about a physical treatment, what that really is at least supposed to be is something that a physician or or your mom or anyone applies to your body or whether that is in a sense of something that is taken, whether that's in the sense of a bandage, whether that's in the sense of drinking more water or taking a vitamin or whatever, just breaking this down, that physical treatment is something that's there to aid your body in that repair, because nothing really that we can do is fixing every anything except for when the body also comes and works together to fix whatever ailment or issue there is. I think this is important because when we understand the the what what physical treatments really are, then we can also understand what spiritual treatments are. Because a spiritual treatment, if you will, is is when we apply biblical principles, biblical living, renewing of the mind, thinking in the ways that the Bible commands us to think, uh, or also applying the commandments to lay hands on the sick, see them recover, to cast out demons. There are many things in the scriptures that can aid people in getting better, even from physical issues. I want to submit to you that both physical and spiritual treatment, if you will, are either or both necessary in our lives. Uh, we will find, depending on what we're fighting and struggling with, we will find freedom in either one of these. And so we're going to go further into this now and, and think about, well, OK, what about this issue of pharmakia, which is something you may have heard about, right? Mm. It's a word that is an old word and it has 
a definition today. But the question is, is how should we seek its definition based off how the Bible defines it? I want to tell you a little story. Uh, When I came into America as uh, you know, I, I came from South Africa, I moved here. When that happened in my life, one of the most shocking things was when I drove down the street one day with my wife and I saw this word on a building drugstore. And I thought to myself, what is that? You know, and, and, and I started noticing that in America, Americans often use the word drugs as referring to medicine. But in South Africa, whenever we use the word drug, we always refer to illicit drugs like cocaine or methamphetamine or anything that is not kosher at all, right? Things that are illegal. So what I noticed is that depending on the culture, the country, people define this word drug very differently because in America, it can mean an over-the-counter medicine, it can mean prescribed medicine or it can mean uh, an illicit Uh, drug, right? So I want to submit to you that since the word drug is very closely knit with pharmacia, also known also, which is also a word that has become morphed into the word pharmacy today. I want to submit to you that it's the same kind of thing that if, if we want to understand how the ancient biblical writers are defining this or are using this term and how they define it. We need to look at how they use it so that we can when we want to want to use the scriptures to guide us today, we need to understand how they use that word. And so um, I want us to read two cases where this word is used in the New Testament. Revelation 9 verses 20 and 21. The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands, nor give up worshiping demons and idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood, which cannot see or hear or walk, nor do they repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. Right. And so this word, right, that we see used here for sorceries is a word that is pharmakeia in the Greek. Now, what is important for us to do, as I mentioned, is to determine how this word is being defined, because pharmakon, the the root word behind pharmakia, is a word that can mean both remedy or poison. Okay, and so this word at its root is a very a, a word with wide definition. So context help helps us understand how it's meant to be interpreted and used. And if we look at this context in Revelation, speaking about the way and of everything, we see it's speaking about all of these pagans, if you will, and they are worshiping devils and they are partaking in all of these sins like sorcery, fornication, thefts, and that these are people who will face judgment. Now, even today, we can see that in paganism, it's well known that in sorceries, in witchcraft, drugs play a central role. Oftentimes, even in the if you're in America, you will be more familiar with something like the New Age movement. 
in the New Age movement, drugs are often taken to help their spiritual experiences, if you will. And so this is an ancient thing. It has always been a thing where illicit drugs, drugs that take you on highs and on quote-unquote trips, hallucinations and so forth, will people have taken that in hopes to experience their gods and their and, and, and to experience their pagan practices in the ways that they desire. So when we look at Revelation here and we see the word sorceries, it is clear that it is talking about not like necessarily something like a painkiller or or taking an insulin if you're a injection if you're a diabetic but it's talking about someone who is trying to worship with sorceries who's trying to 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 take something in order for them to uh, have these experience and encounters let's look at another example revelation 18 verse 23 and the light of a lamp will shine in you no more and the voice of bridegroom and bride will be heard in you no more for your merchants were the great ones of the earth, and all nations were deceived by your sorcery. All right, so this is speaking about something that Yeshua warned us would happen in the end. He's talking about people who will be deceived by sorceries. Now, what did Yeshua say about what will happen in the end? Well, we read in Matthew 24, 24, he says, there will be false Christs, false prophets who will show great signs and wonders and so much that if it were possible, they'll deceive the very elect, right? So we see that these sorceries, because remember, sorceries are, for example, you can think of Pharaoh and his magicians who did sorceries when they tried to imitate the wonderful miracles of God because they did it and by means of witchcraft. And so this is a very different thing, right? Again, from a simple uh, medicine that someone takes in hopes to aid their body of healing itself, speeding up that process or enabling that process in a more efficient way. And I think another thing that people think about with this is medicine, right? We think about Western medicine and some people think about Western medicine as being evil. And then they think about natural medicine, homeopathy, or Eastern or however you want to call whatever you want to call that category. Uh, there's there's a variety of things, of course, in there. But then that is considered the good medicine, right? And we have this, this line in the sand that's often drawn based off where it comes from. But what I want you to think about is that Western medicine, right? We're going to get into definitely some issues with medicine. So don't think that I'm going to say all medicine is fine and good. However, at its root, a lot of medicine can be very natural, even in the Western world. Penicillin, the antibiotic that was invented, which was a breakthrough, came from nature, an extract from a certain mold. And so that was something that now have been saving lives when used appropriately. And it was natural. And then you can look at natural remedies that are oftentimes um, in the natural movements, right? Which can be good as well. However, that doesn't mean that it is good just because it's quote unquote natural. Because there are many people who 
who subscribe to natural medicine and remedies who are pagan worshippers and who 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 incorporate their spirituality of paganism in their remedy okay so i'm i'm not trying i'm trying to just tell you here by all this that whether something is Western or Eastern or quote unquote natural or homopathetic has got nothing to do with whether it is dangerous or good or evil or whatever. What we need to look at closer is the medicine itself and also whether it is and also whether the treatment is being associated with paganism, with a spirituality that is not uh, in alignment with what we what, what ours is. In other words, witchcraft. Uh, imagine. I mean, you can even imagine where I've come from in South Africa. This is a common thing. If you wanted to get a natural treatment, a lot of the natural treatments where people would would take natural uh, herbs and things from nature to make a treatment, and then you drink this and you feel better, you get cured. A lot of the people who actually do this are called witch doctors. Okay, they are. They they are spiritual healers, even though they use natural remedies in cooperation with that. That's not right to go to. You may just leave with a demon, all right? You may leave with more issues than you came with, all right? So I think that that's just important to to kind of get out of the way. But what I think is important is to recognize that yes, there are there is there are medicines that can really aid the body to be healed to to get healing to fight virus to to get better and these can be physical these are there are spiritual things we should be doing as we often talk about on this channel but then there are also medicines that can be dangerous and i think that what is important to realize is that what we put in our bodies or what treatment we follow is our responsibility we have to do the research we have to look at the pros and cons to this treatment, because every treatment has pros and cons. Everything has, almost everything has side effects. You can take enough, too, more, too much vitamins even and have side effects, right? So we, we want to make sure that we weigh the side effects and the dangers involved versus the, the positives that this treatment will bring us. And then um, we can figure out whether this is something that is going to be a beneficial thing in prayer, in going to the Father, in asking him to guide us. Okay, so we need to do our own, looking at peer-reviewed good research, do our own research, look, figuring it out. And I think it's important for us to respect what health schedule someone decides to follow after doing their own research. It's fine to talk about this. It's it's good to, to talk about this with each other and edify one another and build each other up and encourage research and so forth and so forth. But we don't want to alienate fellow believers based off the health choices they are making. We need to, however, make sure that their choices are not partaking in witchcraft because the scriptures do take a much stronger stance specifically on witchcraft. And I think that that is really what the pharmacia of the scriptures are referring to, a deeper sorcery that is connected to the kingdom of darkness. You know, so with everything that you've been sharing, you know, it's something that probably has a lot of us questioning or just wondering, okay, so 
we believe that God can heal and he does heal miraculously. I mean, that's what we teach here at Rise in a Fire. Go out, like Yeshua told his disciples, go out, pray for the sick, cast out demons. So wouldn't then be taking medication or going to a doctor be a lack of faith on our parts when rather we should just trust that God would heal us without needing to take any medication without ever seeing a doctor? Mm. This is such a good question, right? And I think that we have to have this conversation. Uh, so like Christina said, if you don't know what we are about, like we're all about spiritual gifts here. We love teaching people about things like the gift of healing, right? We have seen people get healed miraculously. So we are we endorse that, okay? But also I think that what we need to understand is that there is a multifaceted approach to issues that often need to happen. There are people who, for them, they will get their healing supernaturally, miraculously, instantaneously by someone laying hands on them. And hallelujah, when that happens, it's a sign. It's amazing. But I also think that sometimes that there's a journey involved. Sometimes people's physical issues even are caused by issues that are very spiritual, that are very maybe things of the past, past traumas, hurts, um, uh, distraughtness of the heart, if you will. And just a snap of the finger, if you will, isn't going to be renewing their mind, but there is a renewing of the mind that will then be necessary. See, a renewing of the mind is a process of, that the Bible prescribes that does bring freedom to us. The truth will set you free. So if you if your mind is filled with lies, you will have bondages, not just in your mind, but in your body as well. And you need to have the truth taught to you. That is not just a laying of hands, which that's good. But for some people, something else is necessary. I'm saying all of this just in the line of spiritual things so you can even understand how when it now comes to physical things, that absolutely God, just as he has worked in the spiritual and does work in the spiritual, he works in the physical and works and uh, he works in the physical because by nature, our bodies have been made to be able to physically heal itself. So in other words, God is not opposed to working in the physical to bring healing. It is literally in our DNA for that to naturally already occur. So for us to help one another in that physical healing process is in the God's plan because we in nature can even see that that he has created that and programmed that into nature itself. By giving us so many things in nature that will help our bodies, that do help us to recover, that do help heal us, that he has created himself and then yeah. gave to us. But, you know, something that has been asked is, well, what about King Asa? He went to a doctor. This is in Second Chronicles chapter 16. He went to a doctor and then scripture says, and then he died. So was that because he had a lack of faith? God's judgment. Was it because on him. he went to a doctor? He went to a doctor. That's it. You know, if you go to a doctor, <laughs> this is what happens. But is that really the case? So just going to read what happened in this story, turning to Second Chronicles chapter 16. So just a little bit of backstory. King Asa, he had been a, a pretty good king leading up until now, but 
it's kind of like what we reminded, you know, you work out your salvation with fear and trembling, you run the race. Don't think that you've had a, a perfect life and then at the very end, it doesn't matter. No, it matters. Um, what King Asa had done is he took gold and silver from God's temple. Pretty hectic. He gave it to the king of Syria. Now, King Asa, he's the king of Judah. Judah and Israel had split at this point in time. And so he gave this gold and silver from God's holy temple to the king of Syria as a bribe to get the king of Israel out, off his back to kind of make him leave. And then once the king of Syria did this, King Asa, the king of Judah, came in and took all of the king of Israel's lumber and stone that the king of Israel had been using to build up um, walls and stuff. So it's just silly, crazy, but that's what King Asa was up to. And then God sent a prophet, Hanani, to say, what are you doing? What in the world are you doing? King Asa has an issue with that puts the prophet in prison, and then goes on to torment God's people and the people of Judah. So then we read on. In the 39th year of his reign, Asa was diseased in his feet, and his diseases became severe. Yet even in his disease, he did not seek the Lord. This is key. Even in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but sought help from physicians. And Asa slept with his fathers, dying in the 41st year of his reign. This is so important to note. He went to a physician, yes, but what the issue was that caused him to die was that he refused to seek the Lord. He threw mm. God's prophet in prison, he harassed his people, and he refused to once go to the mm. Father to seek him for healing, for forgiveness, for repentance. He refused, he wanted to look anywhere else for healing, just not God. Absolutely, you know, so we see that there's this uh, thing happening that's being demonstrated of that the issue is not a doctor mm -hmm. the issue is and by the way this goes for spiritual or physical treatments whether you go to a physician like he did or whether you go to a pastor or someone to lay hands on you it doesn't matter the question is is have you first sought the Lord? Is God the one you are going to? Is God the one you are depending on in getting healed? Mm. That is key. Right. Is 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 this thing causing you to draw more near to him, to look to the Father? Or are you just looking to man, even spiritual man, for your healing? Now, I want to just read to you as well uh, Colossians 4.14. He talks and he says, Luke, the beloved physician greets you. Okay, so Luke, if you don't know this, was a physician. Okay, this is in the New Testament, not being talked down upon. It's not being condemned. It's spoken of as a normal occupation. In fact, when Yeshua speaks, he compares himself to a physician. And he says in Matthew 9, 12, Mark 2, 7, and Luke 5, 31, it's various places, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. So him speaking of a physician, he's comparing himself to one, saying that he is a spiritual physician for those who are spiritually sick. Well, and you can now add physically sick because he did heal as well. If a physician, if a doctor was considered an evil occupation, something no believer should ever consider going to, something that is witchcraft or whatever, Yeshua would by no means even be using that in his vocabulary when trying to explain what he is here to do. So we see that that 
to that going to a doctor is not a problem. God can use a doctor, but we need to seek God first. And this ties into the story of King Hezekiah, because just like King Asa, he had an illness, and what happened? He did not seek God. He went anywhere else and everywhere else but God. He went to the physicians first. We have the story of King Hezekiah in Second Kings chapter 20, also Isaiah 38, which is, In those days Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die. You shall not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, Now, O Lord, please remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness and with a whole heart, and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. And this is interesting. Before Isaiah had even gone out of the middle court, he hadn't even fully left the king's palace yet. When the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn back and say to Hezekiah, the leader of my people, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will heal you. And then there was this really interesting part that's added at the end. And then the prophet Isaiah said, Bring a cake of figs and let them take and lay it on the boil, which is what King Hezekiah had, that he may recover. This sort of seems like this random addition, like, like what's with this cake of figs? Well, figs actually had a lot of medicinal properties, and still do, obviously, but especially in the ancient world, where it was often a thing, if you had a boil, you would put figs on that boil to help it heal. And of course, we already know that God uses the fig tree throughout scripture as a reminder of his promise, as a reminder of his covenants. And so we have this very physical thing, though, being used in addition to God saying, I'm the one who heals. And yeah, you can use this physical remedy in addition as well, but know that I'm the one who heals. And you know, this also reminds me of when Israel was in the wilderness and they were fighting different battles and with different peoples. Sometimes, you know, actually, well, I'm going to use examples of even later after Israel left the wilderness and we have the people of Israel and the, the land of Israel, the, the King Jehoshaphat, God routed the enemy simply by having the, the priests and the, the praise going forward. And then miraculously, the enemy was routed. God supernaturally won that battle without them even having to lift a sword, right? That was a miraculous winning of that battle. Or with Joshua in the battle of Jericho, they marched around Jericho, you know the story, they shouted and the walls came tumbling down. They didn't have to lift a sword. Those of course are those beautiful examples of that supernatural winning of a battle. But yet all the instances where God sent Israel into the land of Canaan or to these different places using swords, using horses and chariots, using whatever that might have been that they created with their own hands, God was still the one who won the battle, but he also used the things that we had to offer at times. But it does not diminish from the fact that he is the one who won the battle. He is the one who heals. Can he use things that we have to offer? herbs and medicines, people that are in their vocation desiring to help and to serve and to aid and to help people to recover like physicians. Yes, you absolutely can. But the key is that it is God who is the one who ultimately heals. Absolutely. Amen. I couldn't have said that better myself. So guys, I hope that this helps you and think about this. Think about how do we approach it when we have issues that are that require healing? I believe that 
God prefers us to go to him first and seek that remedy and seek that he will guide our feet to that path of freedom. All right. So thank you guys so much for joining us here today. May the Father bless you and keep you with his healing. And I just want to pray for anyone who is sick listening to this. Father, I just pray that you would bless them, keep them, Lord. And we speak to any kind of a disease, sickness, emotional or physical in the name of Yeshua. And I thank you for healing in their bodies. I thank you, Lord, for making them whole. And I thank you, Lord, for healing them in their minds, directing them to truth for the renewal of their minds as well. We command any sickness or disease or pain in the name of Yeshua to leave your people. Father, I thank you for your freedom. Amen. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Like this video, subscribe if this has blessed you. And thank you so much to our partners who've made this possible. Many blessings and shalom.